Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are on page Tough Nun Bays. We're uh, at the bottom of the page. There are basically two lines uh, to the next paragraph on the other side. So we're on those two lines. We've had a very, very lengthy discussion about um, the role of Rotzen uh, in Seder Stalshulis. Everything comes about because it's willed. Uh, Hashem wills existence from the highest level of Etzilis to uh, the smallest grain of sand on the beach. Um, it's all a product of Rotzen. Without Rotzen, there is nothing. There is no poss- There are no possibilities. There's the whole drive for being is Rotzen. Uh, Rotzen, therefore, since the Rotzen is for this world, there is a, an entire cascade of creation which is initiated by Rotzen, the highest levels of Rotzen, uh, and that Rotzen then individuates and divides into the particulars and specifics of being at many, many different levels, which ultimately contribute to the final goal of uh, physical creation, which we know and in the world in which we live. Uh, as Rutzen evolves, it diminishes in, uh, in, the, in, in its revelation, in its revelatory property. So Rutzen, at the outset, Rutzen Akloli, Machshavadumada'ak, which the last paragraph we discussed is the Indian of Tirtata. So Rutzen Kloli on all being, Achrat Simpson. So Rutzen Kloli, Achrat Simpson, I should say, for all being. That is just one major Rutzen. I mean, that just glows with, uh, with, with uh, a reflection of, uh, of the will of the Creator. Um, as it particularizes, again, it's a Rutzen Kloli, everything is there, all is within. But in order for the Rutzen to uh, be actualized, um, there has to ultimately be uh, worlds. There ha- it has to come into being. The Rutzen has to initiate uh, and cause uh, various dimensions of being, which ultimately are comprised within that Rutzen Kloli. So the Rutzen evolves, Akudim, Nakudim, Barudim, Chachmi Nevedas, Chesgevur Tveres, Netzachoid Yusoid, Malchus, Heicholais, Parasois, Bri, Yitzir. And as the Rutzen evolves, and the specifics and particulars necessary for this world to exist, number one, and to be connected to its creator, number two, requires many, many, many dimensions, the many, many, many processes of tzimtzum, reduction, and particularization. So we've gone through this before. The muscle that we've used uh, in some detail is that of a house. The rutzen for a house uh, eventually evolves into a rutzen for a type of a house, a type of windows, a rutzen for this kind of doorknob, a rutzen for that kind of electrician, a rutzen for this kind of carpentry. And we have many, many, many pratim which evolve from that single rutzen, which is for the house. Now, as the rutzen, as the light, the or, of creation descends, it diminishes because it becomes more and more limited. It becomes limited as Rutzen. Rutzen, after all, is not nothing. It's not ain't soif. It's not or ain't soif. It already has um, a description. It has a name. It's called Rutzen. It has properties. 
uh, properties reflect etzim. It's a tenu of etzim, let us say. But nonetheless, it is called ratzim, and it, it has a purpose, and it has a direction. Chochma, uh, bina, seichel, seichel shubaratzim, seichel mamish, midas, all of these are um, activated, are given, uh, are commanded by Ratzon, as it were, to direct themselves toward the production of a house, or in this case, worlds, the, in this case, the near existence. Well, as that Ratzon Kloli descends, so to speak, I keep using that expression, so to speak, but uh, what can I tell you? It's, uh, uh, it's hard for me to find words. Well, as that Ratzon descends, from a cloud, from machshavaduma da'ak, into pratim, into oilamais, into a oilam of yichud, atzilus, to an oilam of pirud, at least potential pirud, bria, to pirud mamish, uh, with all of the nivroyim, netzolim, then nivroyim, what have you come into play. So as the rotsen particularizes, each particular is less a reflection of ein soif than that which preceded. Um, and therefore, the ratzen diminishes, so to speak. The or, the light, diminishes as the uh, ratzen activates, uh, animates the different processes which are necessary ultimately to bring the world into creation. It diminishes in terms of gilui. You cannot see, and the muscle is an obvious one, um, one can know an awful lot more about a person uh, by the way he speaks then, by the way, he throws a baseball. And people more or less throw a baseball the same way, unless you are a pitcher for some major league, some major, some team in the major leagues. Everyone throws more or less the same way. That's Mysa, that's a Siab. Mysa Bapoil is the most concealed of revelations of the aura of that individual. Um, in terms of speech, well, that tells, that's a higher level. That's more, more revelatory. Not completely revelatory. You can't tell really what's actually going on in a person's mind by speech. But it reveals a lot more. <clears throat> There's much far more awe in speech <clears throat> than there is through fidgeting or any other motion, other, any other form of mysa. So as the awe, the light, uh, which has become enclosed in Ratzon, descends... And again, we have to be careful. The concept of enclosed does not mean enclosed in the sense that it is nitfus in what it is bringing about, or nitfus in the level that it is animating. Um, but it's enclosed in the sense that it is focused on it. So there's a ratzen for, for bina, there's a ratzen for chesed. Uh, those are two different ratzenis, that's ratzen. Ratzen, ratzen is a ratzen pajet. But bina and chesed are dimensions necessary to fulfill a general... Uh, uh, and therefore, the Ratzon specifically tells Chochma to do what it does. It specifically commands Bina to do what it does. Same thing with Chesed, the same thing with everything else. So the Ratzon particularizes and is diminished by Tzimtzum. Qualitatively, there is no change, but quantitatively, as the ore of, of the Creator uh, or, uh, descends, it becomes less and less indicative or less and less revelatory of the creator himself. This makes a lot of sense. That's, that's where we ended. Now, there's another, the key to Ratzon, the key to understanding this, is not revelation, it's not Gilead. And that's what we're going to get to uh, in this next part, hopefully. 
Vihine, call Zahu Beis Shemevi Esarotzen Begili Poilmamish. Okay. The Rebbe uh, defines for us, identifies for us what exactly are we talking about. We spent a lot of time talking about the impact of, of Tsimsum in the process of creation, the Tsimsum in, in Rotzen, in Rotzainais, in the or which animates Rotzen, which is Maluva, so to speak, in Rotzen. We use Lushan Hislapshus. We've used uh, uh, Lushan Hishalkus. Uh, 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 um, both of these are indicative or implicit, implicit within this, is the idea that the or has become particularized and diminished in terms of the specifics that it relates to, as we know. Um, so the Rebbe says, this is very good, this works well, this, this concept, this way of thinking of things, works in terms of the process of creation. This is what happens, this is what one sees uh, in the Nimshul. The Moshul is very simple, as one builds a house, to see the same thing. You can get, uh, there's a far greater gilui of seichel, the Moshul, in the architect's office, and in the architect's head, or in the blueprints, than there is in the carpenter hammering a nail on the frame of what's going to be this house. Uh, the, the, the or of, of the Baal HaRatzin, of the or of Gilui, the or of Ratzin itself is far more revealed uh, in the, uh, the seichel of the architect than it is in the seichel HaMaisa of the guy who knows how to hammer a nail. I do not mean to bemean that individual, diminish him in any way, I, for example, cannot hammer a nail, but uh, but the, nonetheless, we, we get the point. Um, as the Ratzin descends, uh, proceeding, the Ratzin proceeds, Ratzin, Seichel, Midas, we went through this whole Hishtalshalis before. So through this process, this evolutionary process of willing into being the specifics of creation, there's a diminution in the um, intensity and the gili of the, of the Ratzin, or even the or that's maluvish in the Ratzin. Shesham hamaisa in this process, I'm sorry, Makula, in this process, the end of the line, as far as Gilead is concerned, where you really can't in, in any way imagine what tripped this whole process of building uh, off, uh, the, the bottom of the line is, uh, is, the, is Maisa, which is the most external uh, uh, aspect, the most external and superficial revelation of the desires for the house of, of everything. There's more in Seichel, somewhat less in Midas, Machshava, uh, Dibor, Maisa. By the time you get to Maisa, the concealment, the level of revelation is almost minimal. It's, it's I know, not almost minimal, it is minimal. It's almost non existent, actually. So that's fine when we're talking about the actual process of building. However, we see clearly, Okay, that's the process of building or the process of establishing a business from scratch, from a will, from a desire, from a thought, a person's mind to have a house or to establish a business from there on down. We've dealt with the histalchalism of this process of, actu- of actualizing this thought or this, this will, and the process is uh, one of tzimtzum, particularizations, and all these things that we've described. Um, yeah, uh, however... Once the structure is complete, the moment the structure is complete, the house is complete, the business is complete, the, unit, the creation as God wants it is complete, Yala, Saif, Maisa, Lifanov, Kamai, Kaidim, Sha'ala, 
This end point, that's the end of the line. There's nothing else to be done to that house. There's not one more nail to be put in. There's not one more drop of paint. The job is now complete. The process up till now has been a process of milamai lamat, of descent, of tzimtzum, of rihuk, of hischalkus. That's been the process. That's what defines the process. Now there's an entire uh, shift. There's a revolutionary change, uh, and everything now is in, is in a way of ascent. The soif maisa, um, the, the end of maisa, now ascends, not in a leveled, in a way of levels and, and uh, an evolutionary way, in a way of cause and effect. It, the essence, the essence of maisa, now the, thing, the, uh, the job is complete, the essence of maisa ascends, not to the Ratzon, which was the first step in the process, but to the Baal HaRatzon. He who willed, he who wanted. It's a short circuit from the end, the very end, the end after which there is no further possibility, the very end to, to the very beginning, which is not the attributes through which creation is activated, but rather through the one who creates, through the, to the Creator. Yala Saifa Maisa, the fun of comes before him. Who's him? Well, that's the Creator. Kamai, Kaidim Sha'alabarat Sinai. Before it arose to his mind and his Seichel that there should be this action. What do you mean before it arose? Here you have this. Now we're talking about the Rabbanish Layam. It's Etzim. You have the Almighty. Before he created, after he created, that's the only reality. There is nothing needed, there's nothing missing, there's, there's nothing, and there is everything, and there is, we can't talk about it. It is, it, is the, it is reality. All other realities come from our expressions of that reality as the ultimate reality, the ultimate being, the only being. Uh, Building Matthias Nimtza, uh, Nimtza building Matthias Nimtza. These are all dancing around, uh, trying to come to some term to which we can refer to the Almighty. And of course, none of these really work. They're, 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 they're indirect at the very best. Um, and they're Shlila, basically. They're Yidiyas Shlila, but they have to be, because there's no Yidiyas at that level. Um, to that level, before there was even an inkling of creation, a possibility of creation, a thought of creation, a thought of creator. He's not creator to the level before he became creator. To he himself, there is the soif maisa touches that level. That would be called a tainug, satisfaction, the tainug ha'atzmi, the very essence of the creator. Um, and it's really for the purpose of that soif maisa that all of this process was initiated. And that, that area between creator and the beginning of creation is a very difficult one to get a handle on. Um, it's very hard to put together, but we'll, we'll do our best as we go. Uh, but that's, that's what it is. It's a radical, un, unanticipated, radical um, elevation, a radical um, aliyah, uh, that 
that, 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 that simply ignores all limitation, all restriction, all reason, all rotsen, mamish to touch the very pleasure and joy of the, of the creator who initiated all of this. Let's look at it in a slightly different way. Uh, we call the, the Rabbeinu Shlein, we, we refer to him, among other things, as creator. Um, well, it's not untrue. Uh, only God can create, only the Almighty can create Yeshma Ayin. Uh, that he does so it, it, through Malchus, that's what we're talking about, Saif Misa, that's okay, that's the point. Only the Rabbanu Shalom can create Yeshma Ayin. And here we are, Yeshma Ayin. We live in a world which is apparently autonomous, apparently uh, an independent existence. Um, and therefore, everything, this and everything that led to it, is uh, a product of the Creator's involvement, engagement, as it were. <clears throat> it's a good term in that sense. But in reality, it's not a good term, because the Rabbanu is not a Creator. We have a, and again, this is our bias, we've got to be careful when we're learning Hasidus. We have to be careful about this. Whenever we think or talk or speak of Hashem is Baruch, uh, we think in terms of his relationship as a creator to creation. Well, that's fair enough, because that's the only way we can relate to him. All we know is creation. We are cre creatures, after all, and therefore that's all we can conceive of. So that relationship is designed by him in order that we have this particular relationship with our quote-unquote creator. But in essence, he's not a creator. Why? Because in essence, he's nothing. He has no job description. He's not uh, compelled to create. He's so far beyond creation, so far beyond the concept of creation, so far beyond creator as to be the to the most nth degree. Uh, why he became a creator? Why did he choose, given the ain't things that he may or may not do, or given the fact that he needs nothing, why did he choose to create? And that's really what we're going to be touching on in this next, um, in this next race, and probably the one that follows it as well. Now, obviously, we cannot answer why the Almighty decided to create. Well, we know. I mean, everyone knows this. Everyone, we're all familiar with the idea. Oh, great. Now I understand. Well, I don't understand anything. Why do you want to dear talk to him? We can have, a, there's a huge amount of chassidus on what a dear b'tach toim is. The engagement of the Jewish people, who, with whom did he consult in the shams of the tzaddikim, whether they would do target mitzvahs in the physical world if he, if he created. So it's a, it's a medrash, so you know, one has to be careful here. But nonetheless, that's the story. When it comes down to why he wanted to dear forget, it's out of, out of, out of range. Uh, I mean, this is... Uh, this is so far beyond Rutzen, it's, it's absurd. Even though the Rutzen, on a Rutzen, we can't ask a question. Allah has come of Kama on Etzim. Nonetheless, we can look at this process of creation, this process of being, and, and focus on this idea of this concept from Kabbalah that is. Uh, that the ends are rooted in the beginning, and the beginnings are rooted in the end. So if we want to touch, to come to grips in some way with our Creator, forget about Atzilus, forget about Bria, forget about Kesser, forget about Akunim, uh, 
Forget about Ak. Look where you are. Look where you are. This is a product of, this is soif. This is soif maisa. Soif maisa is an expression of machshavat chila, that which precedes machshava, that which is called chila, not reish, not kaidim, but chila. Um, therefore, our moments in this world, we are living not with giluyim and, and kedusha and elokus. In a very real sense, we are living with eloka, and we are now in a position to, to be able to bring pleasure. Uh, to our Creator through our Torah mitzvahs in this physical world specifically and primarily through physical mitzvahs. Okay, um, so Dahidu Ma Shiasanik Beetzem Nafshoi Big Mor Habinyan Ba'Isek. We go back to the Marshal. Sit likewise. The person who wants the house, um, the whole all these stages. He's probably very much interested in listening to the architects. Somewhat less interested in listening to the, the contractors, but nonetheless he listens to them. Perhaps even less interested in listening to the plumbers or electricians or the guy who hammers the last nail. Not, not very much interest there at all. So his interest or his involvement or his focus in the process itself is going to be altered um, and depending upon the level in which he is engaged. Now, mind you, he wants that last nail as much as he wants the architect because that last nail is as necessary for the safe mice for the house as is the architecture. It's got to be there. It must be there as part and parcel of this ruts and clully for a house. Uh, but nonetheless, the, the reflection of the individual, the engagement, the involvement of the individual in terms of a revealed presence becomes less and less as we're talking about uh, d- details which are farther and farther from the source, which is the Ratzon, which kicked it all off. Uh, however, once the house is complete, once the business is in place or whatever, this... Um, uh, so let's go back from here. The fact that he... Oh, no, I'm sorry, let's go back. One more line. Um, okay, we said that. I'm sorry. Look at the man himself. Up to that point, he's been interested. He's been excited to a greater or lesser degree, depending upon which detail of the house building we're talking about. But now he's the house. What did he want? He wanted the house. That's what he wanted. All of this other stuff was necessary ultimately to produce soif maisa. Soif maisa is the only thing that really matters. And once there is that soif maisa, since it arose in his essence, as you may recall from a few times back, it arose in his essence. So therefore, that's where it ascends to. And what was originally a ratzen, a ratzen is something, is a movement towards something you don't have. Of course, we can't say that, but nonetheless, the idea is clear. It's a, it's a tenua towards something. It's not, no one wants nothing. It's a want of something. Once that want is satisfied in completion, all the details, the, the ratzan akloli, the very essence of that desire, now is pure tainuk. It touches his essence, which is even above the ratzan, which kicked the whole thing off. Because Rotson is an expression of a need. This is an expression of perfection, an expression of satisfaction. And satisfaction comes from essence. It's a part and parcel of essence. 
Tainug is a koyach asmi, as is Ratzin, but Tainug is in a higher, is more reflective of essence itself. Yeah, uh, when that, when everything is complete, he this is what's called this is the beginning of what? of everything all of those things we've described up till now which are particularizations to bring about the Saratsan to a state of completion now all of this all began, were initiated by this desire originally uh, which is part and parcel of the individual Let's see what would happen if the house were not completed, if somewhere along the line it stopped. Oh, well, you've got a beautiful gili of Ratzin, this, this magnificent motivation for dwelling, for a being, for a presence. You've got the seichel, which brings design into it, which brings... Uh, reason into it, which brings, and you've got Midas, uh, the beauty that you're going to uh, uh, bring to the picture, bring into, bring to the table with the various uh, architectural and the various designer sorts of things. Um, yeah, but it stops for some reason. It stops at the blueprints. It stops at the, at the frame or something of that sort. Um, if in fact it, the final stage for one reason or another was not completed it was using the same language again even though the, all of this process of initiation all this process of production this chain of cause and effect of giluim, giluim, giluim which are all worlds and worlds and giluim and seems like such an amazing presence in and of itself it's all all nothing adds up to nothing adds up to zero uh, we go back again I've given this muscle several times that uh, the person has a desire for a house and he initiates it this man has money and uh, the, 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 there are carpenters and there are architects and there are painters and there are design there's just worlds and worlds and worlds that we've discussed before if he were suddenly to uh, find a position somewhere else that paid him far more than he's getting now, which he really would desire, uh, the rutzen for the house disappears, and all of that, all of the magnificent thoughts of the architects, the genius of the architects, the skill of the craftsmen, <coughs> the analytic ability of the, of the builders and the, the, the contractors and what have you, all of those things which we think of as metzias, they're no metzias. They're nothing. They add up to nothing. If the rotsen, the initial rotsen, the tequila, does not come to soif, all of those things have no meaning. They don't exist. As impressive as they are during the building process, they're only impressive. And impressive is not what it's all about. It's about soif mice. It's about something which touches the very core of the person who initiated the entire process, the tequila. The whole essence of everything, of all that already came up to Ratzin, the Sikhlai, the whole thing was only for Misa. The brilliant architects were only for Misa. The, the ingenious, sensitive designers were only for the house itself, only for Misa. The electrician, the plumber, whatever, what have you, the lawyers, it's only for Misa. It's, one, it's about one thing. It's about a house. It's about Misa Bapoil. No matter how impressive, no matter how big, those are all Gilliam. 
Those are all steps, they're all stages. They have no intrinsic meaning and they have no intrinsic worth. They are worthful, they are worthy and meaningful only insofar as they are contributing, they're essential to the contribution of Saif Maisa. That's all there is. There's only a desire and a ratzen mamish for this Maisa. That's, that's everything. That's everything. Again, just a, a little thought. Something we, we, we're learning. This is um, difficult Hasidus, for obvious reasons, uh, and we think uh, in we we think in abstract terms. Largely, we try to think in abstract terms. Uh, the, it's, the the terminology itself from the text is I hate to use the word theoretical because it implies something that's not real. It's certainly real, but. We are engaged, we are fascinated by, we are attracted to, we are moved by spiritual things, by lofty things. The loftier, the better. The loftier, the greater. Uh, and we lose ourselves or we, uh, we, we, we look at the Hasidus and what's it telling us? Oh, it's telling us about these amazing, this amazing process of creation. It's telling us about the process of the relationship of, of Kesser to Chachma which there are hundreds of thousands of pages of Hasidus on this alone. And, and the Inn of Chochma, Reishas uh, Eshtalshlis, the Ma of Chochma, the Koyach of Chochma, the Ri of Chochma, the Nekudas HaMaskelos of Chochma, and it's a Bina, and Bina, the Lashon of the concept of Binyan, the concept of, and we go on and we learn and we have this idea and concept of Atzilus, the concept of Paris, and the concept of <coughs> we We immerse ourselves what is Hasidus telling us? All of that isn't a drop in the ocean, isn't a grain of sand on the beach without oilem hasia hagashmias. It doesn't matter whether you are the biggest mukubal in the world and the biggest genius and the most ethereal abstract thinker that ever existed and that you have mamish insight into Seder Shtalshos on whatever level. When you go to shul in the morning and you put that penny in a pushka, that's what it's all about. The whole thing. Everything is about that. Now, mind you, uh, I certainly do not mean to discourage anybody from immersing themselves in Haskalah. But the Haskalah, where, where has it brought us? That's the question. Again, we're talking about two things here. There's a process. The process is a process of gilui, a process of descent, a process of evolution, a process of becoming. That's the way we've been looking at the Hislapshus of Orient Seif and Sarotzen and all that followed from the Rotzen. There's another thing. Once it's done, once that process has been finished, once it has all been accomplished, what you have, what that process tells you is how precious it is that what you have. It tells you what it means to live in this world. It tells you what it means to have a physical body, to have a physical penny to put in a pushka, to have tefillin. To have licht to light Erev Shabbos. It tells you all that it brings you all. Those thousands of pages of Hasidus bring you home. There's a beautiful expression from uh, T.S. Eliot. Lahavdal. I have to say Lahavdal because T.S. Eliot um, was, uh, when I was in, uh, in high school, was, I was a, he was my idol. Unfortunately, as is the case with many of my intellectual idols when I was young, he was an anti-Semite. I didn't know that. Or perhaps I knew it, but I didn't care. Uh, and uh, I did my senior thesis on T.S. Eliot. 
Well, no matter who he was, as we well know, everything has within it a spark of Kedusha, and perhaps the lower the entity, the higher the source of the spark of Kedusha. Well, T.S. Eliot, um, T.S. Eliot, among his many wonderful poetic works, he said something. He said, we must never cease from exploration. We must spend our lives, exert ourselves, constantly exploring. We must never let up. We must explore and explore and explore. And the end of all our explorations, which probably means something close to the end of life, the end of all our explorations, this constant and incessant drive to explore, we find ourselves where we began, but we see it for the first time. Now, again, this is not, uh, this is from a, a, a person who is not, who's not friendly to the Jewish people, but to take truth where you find it. How many, how many beautiful ideas, thoughts, nagunim have come from Klippa Vesitra Akra? It's, it's all there. It's just buried. It's hidden. It's concealed. But that's what it is. We come back, soif called soif, to where we began, but we, now we see it. And we live in this world with Tarda and Mitzvahs, with, with Maisim Toivim, with the Avas Yisrael, with what, all these things that one can only perform in this physical world. We live with a knowledge of where we are, of who we are, of the godless, of the incredible the incredible importance, the incredible significance, the endless holiness of a moment of physical life, the endless potential of a moment of physical life. The potential is one for not Ratzon and not one for Seichel and not one for Midas. It's a a potential which is a possibility to touch essence, to touch etzem. That's, anyway, just a thought. Then came Kol HaRatzin, such being the case, all the Ratzin, the Seich, let me just this whole process, this evolutionary process of revelation from Ratzin on down, but Maisa Zu in the, in the fulfillment of the, in the ultimate production of this Maisa, which is wanted, HaKoyal Tafel, Benigra Arak, Bishvil, Saifa Maisa, all of it is of secondary importance. All of it. And it's schlepped in, it's brought into play, it's brought to play only because of Saif Maisa. It has no meaning, significance, or value in and of itself. No matter how holy and lofty and, and amazing it seems, it has no meaning in and of itself. It has meaning only insofar it is, a, is that it is an essential contributor to Saif Maisa. That's, that's the whole picture. Kigam ha-ratzen b'loi Maisa e'noklum. Ratzen, without Maisa, nothing. It's, not, it's as if nothing happened. It's not, there's, there's no consummation of the Ratzen. There's no, it doesn't become anything. The eager shleim sabratzen who kishabal lemaisa dafka. The essence of the shleim sabratzen, the ratzen should be real ratzen, is that it comes to recognition, to realization. A potential, a desire, a will becomes realized and actualized, and that will becomes becomes fulfilled. Um, let me give you a marshal. It's not ex- exactly accurate, it's, it's, it, and it doesn't necessarily apply just to this, and perhaps not even particularly to this, but nonetheless it comes to mind. Um, you, have a, um, you have a person who's uh, flying a small plane through the uh, Sahara Desert, and the plane crashes, and he survives, gets out, and he survives, and oh, it's vast desert with the sun, the heat, the sand. He's in desperate situation. He's in desperate, desperate straits. He's going to die. He's going to, the, the temperature is unbearable. There's no water. There's no food. There's no nothing. What to do? 
he is motivated. He's motivated to move, to search some way. It's unlikely as hard as it is to imagine that there's water somewhere. He's going to look for it, but he has no choice. He's motivated by what? By a rotsen, but not a rotsen with seichel and midas and what have you. He's motivated by an atzmistik rotsen, a tenu of etzem. What is that tenu of etzem? To live. Why do people want to live? Well, you live, you don't live. What difference does it make? Oh, it's rooted in our etzem. The desire to live is a rotsen which transcends everything else, and it reflects the very essence of a person. He wants to live. He's part of this world. He lives in this world. He wants to live. It's, it's nothing to discuss. And he is motivated. And that Ratzon activates his mind. Where would be a good place to go? How should I go? How should I use my physical resources? Should I go with my sandals, without my sandals? Should I take anything with me? Should I have a little bottle of water? Should I drink it now? Should I drink it? It's safe and meet us. How do I feel? How am I going to work? How am I going to go? Every fiber of his being, his seichel, his midas, his mices, machshav, deeper and mice, are all engaged by this primal Ratzon to find water and to find life. And he exerts himself, all of his physical strength, his maisa, mamish, to schlep himself to see if perhaps he can find water. And he's almost at the end of his resources. And he climbs over a dune. And on the bottom of that dune is a beautiful oasis, a beautiful pond, a couple of date trees, what have you. And he looks at it. And he somehow now finds whatever is necessary, what, that last calorie of energy that he has to run, to roll, to crawl, and he falls into that water. What happened to the Ratzin? Where'd the Ratzin go? It's no Ratzin. The Ratzin is dissolved. The Ratzin was a Ratzin for life. Now he has life, at least in the moment. I mean, he's going to get out of there in five minutes and uh, he's going to realize his problems aren't over yet. But at that moment, when he falls into that water and drinks and bathes and splashes, there is a tainug, a satisfaction, a perfection to his life that he never experienced ever, ever before. His very essence is brought to a stage of exaltation, of satisfaction, of joy, of pleasure, of satisfaction that is unimaginable. The Ratzin has dissolved into Tainug, which is really the whole point. The, 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 the Tainug Mamish is the, the pleasure, the, the, the desire, the joy, the essence of, of life. And now he has found himself, he's, he, he's in, that, in that situation, he's in that, in that position. So from the most intense Ratzin, having descended as far as it will go, without that pool of water, he could have had all of these... Midas could have the Ratzin to move, he could have the Seichel, he could drive himself, he could figure things out, how to go, where to go, to push himself, all of these dimensions. But if he had not found that pool of water, if there were not that pool of water, all the Ratzin, the Seichel, the Midas, and what have you, would have been for naught because he'd, he'd be dead meat. So this is the idea of the Ratzin Mamish. When that Ratzin reaches Mice, now there's nothing else, doesn't matter what he thought, doesn't matter whether he brought the bottle of water or not, doesn't matter whether he took a sandal or not, none of that matters, it never mattered. It only mattered insofar as that it was necessary to bring him to the state of the fulfillment and the final actualization, the Mice of the Poil of this Ratzin that drove him. Okay, Marshal. Beloy meboy bebuchinus ha Ratzin So, there's an interesting point here. We've been talking about Ratzin Goli. Ratzin Goli is a Ratzin which has a purpose, which has a focus, which has a meaning, which has a direction, is definable. A Ratzin, no one has a Ratzin for nothing. 
It's a ratzon for something. So the something that it's a ratzon for defines that ratzon. It's going in this direction. It's pushing in this direction. It's a tenua in a particular direction. So the Rebbe says here that's certainly true. So everything we set up till now is certainly true of ratzon. All of this is not true only of ratzon goli, which is exactly what we've talked about. So again, the two aspects that we're thinking of ratzon goli, number one, the gilui of that ratzon vis-a-vis the bala ratzon, um, number one, and number two, the essence of that ratzon vis-a-vis the ratzon coming to poil mamish, which is really the essence of the bala ratzon. Two, two different dimensions. So the Rebbe says this is understandable with respect to a real ratzon, with respect to a ratzon goli, a ratzon which can be identified as ratzon. To shleimusa hu hamaisa. The shleimus of that ratzon, until it comes to mice, that ratzon is not in a state of shleimus. Um, and on the contrary, without the mice, it will never be in a state of shleimus. The shleimus of the ratzon is the mice. Ki ha-ratzon This is a ratzon goli. That's what you'd expect. It's, it's already on the table, and therefore you, a ratzon cannot be denied. It's, it will either be satisfied or it will not be. Being that it's gilui, so this makes perfect sense. Why? It, for the reason we just said. It's a ratzen. It is a ratzen. And therefore, it has a direction. It has a focus. It's a ratzen for something. It's not a ratzen for nothing. It's a ratzen guild. It's identifiable now as a ratzen. Not just, a, not just an imagining, not just a nice idea, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But it's a rotsen, which means there is a drive, there is a compulsion in this gili, which we call rotsen, which is directed, focused, and it demands satisfaction. It's a rotsen gului. Um, where are we here? I lost my place. It's a rotsen, which now is definable, and it's defined in terms of what it is pursuing. Hari Obviously, in the case of the Suratsan, if it cannot achieve what it is focused on, what its ultimate goal is, then the Ratsan itself is defective. It never serves as a Ratsan. It cannot fulfill its job as a Ratsan. It does not work as a Ratsan. And therefore, it is a deficient Ratsan. The Shlames, the perfection of the Ratsan, the reason for which it exists, comes with the Maisa Bapoil Dafkin. Oh, no. So that's basically what we've been talking about up till now. It's not too hard to, to understand this. Now it becomes a little bit more difficult. Where did that rotsan come from? It didn't just pop out of nowhere. People don't just have rotsanites. In the case of the marshal, it popped out of this uh, man's uh, deep, deep spiritual subconscious. Well, the, in the case of the Rabbanish land, things don't pop out of nowhere. There, there is no happenstance. Things don't just happen. So the question here of Ratzon Goli, which is defined, which is in a way limited by its focus for what it has, it's a desire for. It's a desire for creation. It's not a desire for anything else. Um, so that's the Ratzon Goli. It came, I shouldn't say it came from, but preceding this Ratzon, which has kicked off this entire movement toward being, uh, there's something called the Ratzana Muchlet, which we discussed already. And this Ratzana Muchlet is not in a getter of Ratzana. It's not a real Ratzana. Ratzana, again, is Lashon Ratz, Marutza, it's pursuit. It is a motivator, it is motivation. The Ratzana Muchlet 
It's not motivating. It is not a motivator, and it may or may not lead to anything at all. It's an idea. It's a nice idea. It's a concept. Idea is not a good idea. Not a great word. It is a concept. It is a concept, so to speak, in Orient Koinamat Simsum, that you know something? This idea of Malucha. Very nice. It's, 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 a, it's a nice thing. It's, maybe that's a good thing. Now, this sounds ridiculous and it sounds trivial for, for a very simple reason. I don't have language. I'm, I have to use human language. I have to use the way we think in order to approach the idea of Rotzen Mukhlet as opposed to Rotzen Goli. This is not a Rotzen Goli. It's not going to take you anywhere. Lamashal, we know ourselves very, very well that um, we make many, many hachlots, we have many ideas, which, ah, it's a great idea, maybe I should do this. Ah, this would be a nice idea, nice thing for me to do. Are we going to do it or not? More often than not, we don't. So what an impact did that ruts and the have on us, did that idea, that concept have on us? It may or may not have a, an impact. It's simply the manifestation of, a, of, of, a, of something that seems to be desirable. That's what it is at the moment. The ruts and hamuchlet, before the Zerot Tzangoli, is a conceptualization, it's a concept, it is a focus in Or Ein Saif in a particular way. And it's, it's like the isolating or taking out of the Ein Saif, endless, 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 and even endless is not a good word, possibilities, one idea, one thought, and um, examining it, looking at it. It's like the Rabbanish I'm looking at a, a possibility out of, out of his own endlessness, as it were. All of this is really insufficient to describe what's, what this is about, but it's the best I can do. Um, the Rebbe says, even that, which is not a drive, which is not in the ghetto of a Ratzengoli, which is not a motivator, it's simply a lofty possibility, a lofty, nice, interesting possibility, even that there would not be that, so where did that come from? Well, you know, Dawned on the Rabbani Like We have the hachlotas that dawn on us. It comes out and oh, yeah, that'd be nice. That's a good thought. Well, that's interesting. Is it going to become anything? Well, we don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no. But it comes out of nowhere, seemingly. It comes out of our subconscious. It comes out of our imagination, our, our koyach, adimiyun, whatever, wherever it comes from. Um, so in the case of reality, which is Hashem's relationship to creation, this is also not purposeless. It's God forbid happenstance. There was no happenstance by the Rabbani Shalom. This mamish is a, uh, this muchlet, this ratzen hanelem muchlet is mamish for the sake of it already, even before it's committed to anything happening. It's for the sake, ultimately, of Misa. And even Hashem, we will um, continue next time and uh, take, this, take this further then.